Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 86. Donnie Osmond makes a big announcement while we're there in the room. And boy, we saw his show at Harris for the first time, and it is good. All that coming up. Plus, after rave reviews all over North America, the immersive Van Gogh experience comes to Las Vegas. New things are happening at Sahara Las Vegas, and NASCAR is back here, too. Really, that's just a start. We got a lot to talk about, so let's spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed. Sean McAllister here along with Dana Roselli, who is closing out her birthday week. That's right. What a fun week it was. I am now officially 46. And I have to say, (laughs) there were a lot of comments on social media asking you what you do to stay so young and effervescent. And I mean, I think it's the gummies that you take. It could be the goalie gummies. Yes. And FYI, you can use code Dana Roselli for 10% off always and free shipping. All right. Thanks for the plug, Sean. It keeps everybody young. <laughs> Popping those gummies is always a good thing. Yeah. People ask sometimes, you know, it's so funny because you never know. Do you believe them? Like, you don't look 46. It's like, well, I mean, you're being nice. But, uh, you know, they ask sometimes what I do or th- and I'm like, I do nothing, literally. Or maybe d- it's other people who are 46 that you know who really look more like 60. Maybe. So that maybe could they're be comparing true. you to a bad 46-year-old. <laughs> It's true. Listen, I've never had Botox. I've never done any of that stuff yet. I'm not saying that I will never get Botox because there could come day. I use vitamin C serum. That's about it. And take the goalie gummies. I mean, it's all good stuff. <laughs> Those super vitamins just infusing into your system. That's all good. Well, I had a great uh, birthday. So thanks, everyone, for the tweets. And thank you, Sean, for everything that you did. The balloon, the video of your dog picking me up at the airport because I did a quick trip to L.A. You had Elvis playing and singing happy birthday. And then you and I are going to go to the steakhouse at Circus Circus because you know I love it there. I do. I and, know that we've talked about that. Yeah, so we're going to do that at some point. So that's your birthday gift for a, a date of your choosing. Great. So happy birthday. All right. And I think another uh, kind of gift that comes along with your birthday is the end of the oppressive heat here in Las Vegas, Dana. Right. That's the triple digits. Okay. So apparently, and we're recording this on a Thursday, yesterday was supposed to be the last day in the hundreds. So I keep watching because it was in my car on my way over here and I saw 99 in my car. I just looked at my phone and it says 99. So it's holding steady. So it looks like our forecasters were right. It hasn't clicked to 100 yet. And I think on average, they say that September 16th is generally the last day of triple-digit temperatures in Las Vegas. So that means that any time mid-September through really mid-November, that's like the prime vacation time in Vegas. It really is, because I think if people don't live here, they might think, well, the 90s, like that's hot. But here, the 80s and 90s, especially the 80s, but the 90s actually feel pretty good because it's so dry. It's just warm. It gives you a night. It feels like you're just being hugged by 
a good cozy blanket that doesn't <laughs> overheat you. Right. That's what the 90s feel like in Las Vegas. And it's perfect pool weather too because you can actually yeah. lay out in your lounger for a little while before having to get back in the water. Literally in the, the heat of summer, you can get out of the pool and your hair dries in five minutes. Yeah. I mean, Easy. it's so quick. So yeah, the this time of year is perfect for the pool. It's perfect for even taking a walk on the strip, you know, maybe dipping in and getting a cold drink every now and then but also just visiting vegas and even having um patio dining is perfect i mean maybe not in the heart of the day when it's in the 90s but you know at night it's perfect i think this morning when i went outside it, you know around between seven and eight o'clock it was still in the 70s mm. and we haven't felt that in forever so yeah. Great time of year to visit, as Dana mentioned, great pool weather, which is great for the Sahara because they just opened a brand new pool. I know, and a lot of people think about, you know, the Sahara. It's obviously one of the older hotels because it's a classic. Then it it shut down and reopened as the SLS and then reopened and rebranded, I should say, then as Sahara Las Vegas. So they've been doing a lot of upgrades through the years to kind of keep that property current because it is one of the classics. And something they just redid is one of their pool areas, and it is now considered an ultra pool. Yeah, it's called the Azillo Ultra Pool, and this kind of uh, expanded on the footprint of the old Sahara pool deck. They kind of demolished the entire thing and started from scratch, redid everything. There's two levels of cabanas out there. Um, it's really beautiful, and if you've seen Circa Las Vegas out at their pool, they have it in this massive LED wall that has... You know, any game that you could ever watch during the day on game days, they have sporting events up there. Well, the Sahara has its own version of that kind of thing. They have this massive LED wall that overlooks the pool. So you can watch sporting events out there at night when it's kind of more of a party atmosphere. They can do all the graphics up there and just change the entire vibe of the pool area. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, how things kind of take off and then, you know, other properties start kind of emulating each other, but in different ways. And so, you know, Sahara is a much smaller property probably than Circa, I would think. Not like a huge, huge difference, but it's a smaller property. So, But I would say that the Sahara has more of a boutique right. kind of feel to it. I like that. You know, I'm all for the park and walk right in type of thing instead yep. of, you know, the whole, you know, level garage and walk across and this and that. But anyway, um, Sahara, yeah, has definitely made a lot of upgrades through the years. And we were just looking at some of the things that they're offering at this pool. So if you're interested in going, another great thing is it seems more affordable than some of the other places on the strip because the Sahara is on the strip. It is across from and a little bit more to the north of Resorts World and south of the Stratosphere. But when you look at the pool, the one thing that caught my eye was free admission. And I see that for an event that they're doing on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And like you mentioned, they're doing like a football sports viewing. Right. And, you know, that's great to have free admission to the pool if you want to just go and hang out. But if you want your own space, they've actually made it pretty affordable to secure day beds. They have lily pads, which are, you know, they're mm -hmm. kind of circular bed kind of deals along the pool. They have cabanas, as I mentioned, and bungalows on the first and second floor of the pool. The uh, day beds out there start with a rental fee of 150 bucks. 
And then there's a $150 food and beverage minimum that goes along with that, which when you compare to other pools on the Las Vegas Strip, that's extremely affordable. It is, because if you're going to get a cabana, it means you're going to be there for not just one right. hour. You're going to be there for hours, right? So you're probably going to have some lunch. You're probably going to have a drink, whether it's alcoholic or not, or maybe get a bunch of water. So it adds up. And the cabana rentals uh, are $400 with a $400 food and beverage minimum. Uh, and you can have anywhere from six to 10 guests in the cabanas, Ooh. which, I mean, you split, you know, with a, that's an $800 total. You split that between 10 people, that's 80 bucks a person, mm -hmm. which is great. And that's just for the, the minimum. Um, the bungalows, you can have up to 12 people in there. And that's uh, that'll run you about $1,000 from a $500 rental plus the food and beverage minimum. So a bungalow minimum. is bigger than a cabana? Is a bungalow is bigger than a okay. cabana, yes. <laughs> got it. And that's got uh, the TV, the surround sound, the fridge, the couch, two sun loungers out front. See, that's so, like a good Sunday, I mean, right? it's a good way to go, especially because you don't necessarily, when you're out at the pool, you don't necessarily want to be out in the sun all day long. No. And that gives you an option to have some shade. So, I mean, really, I say a Zillow Ultra Pool is the way to go. It's got a Moroccan design to it. So, well yeah. done, Sahara. Can't wait to get over there and experience it. Yeah, and you and I will go check that out. Um, it's funny when we're talking about, when you're talking about the prices being affordable, when I went to see, I told you my favorite comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco, at the Wynn recently, he had a whole joke about the cost of pools these days. He was like, I'm staying here at the Wynn, and he was like, I'm just trying to go to the pool get a little sun and read my book. He goes, I'm waiting in line. And they tell me that'll be $10,000. <laughs> and he was exaggerating, but he was like, what do you mean? I just want to go to the pool. Yeah. And he's like, well, we can get you a lily pad for 8,000. <laughs> and he was making fun of the prices and how you can't just go to the pool anymore. So it was kind of funny. But yeah, that's definitely affordable over there at the Sahara. So the pool is opening there. It is still pool weather. It's also NASCAR weather. And we have a big race coming up here in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which is uh, just north on your way out of town. Uh, if you're heading north up the 15, you can't miss the speedway. It's over no. on the right-hand side. Yeah, and they have a lot of events there. The main thing are the races, but they've also actually opened that up now over the last few years to have the Electric Daisy Carnival there. Um, as well. So it's a big, big space. Uh, people come in here from all over to see NASCAR, and it's huge. And historically, uh, I think it's we've always had a race in March, but then a few years back, they added a second NASCAR race, which here in Las Vegas, it was big news when they added a second race because it brings in hundreds of thousands of people. It does. And this is the, I think, South Point 400, but there's, yep. you know, races all weekend long. There's different kind of events with all the drivers and fans come in from all over. Uh, the weather should be perfect. It should be uh, just looking way ahead because it's not the weekend of the 17th and 18th, but it's the following weekend. And so it looks like it'll be like 91. So that's nice. We always used to laugh, though, when people would get off the buses from the Speedway because they'd be wearing their sunglasses all day and even though it is 90 when it's sunny they would <laughs> have those rings of suntan around their around their eyes so wear plenty of sunscreen if you're going out to the race well and that is uh, tip number one <laughs> of episode 86 even though it's bearable to be outside you're still going to get tons of color tons. from being out there so keep that in mind and on the subject of sports what a Monday night football game for the NFL. 
the Raiders and the Allegiant Stadium hosted the Baltimore Ravens. And what a game, first of all. It was edge of your seat, overtime, the Raiders won. But what a night when it comes to the stadium. Because it was the first Monday night football game where patrons were allowed to attend the game. Last year, we had football, but the public was not invited because of COVID. And so, you know, we've been talking about different things like can the stadium handle the parking and blah, blah, blah. But the place was packed. Even my dad in New York was calling me and going, I'm watching the game. Holy cow. It's, you know, just loaded with people. And what a spectacle. The Thunderbirds flew over my my condo uh, for the flyby. I mean, what an occasion. I mean, it really was. It was spectacular. And hearing the announcers on TV talking about their own experience at this all-new stadium, all-new for fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just showed so many different vantage points from inside the stadium. And I think it, it was a great experience all the way around. And then just a lot of people saying the best football game they have ever seen went to overtime and it was back and forth people losing the ball and getting it back and the Raiders finally won the game which was just phenomenal so really I think that was probably the best way to kick off the Raiders first official season game inside Allegiant Stadium with Monday Night Football you know I agree and I think you know the Raiders have it's been caught a lot of flack you know obviously moving from not only just a different location, but, you know, a different state. They were in California before. And then building a new stadium and the cost, and then not allowing fans in last year, even though some teams did. It was such a great way to, you know, now build momentum for this team. And uh, here is tip number two of episode 86, and something that you experienced firsthand, Dana. Uh, Even though the Raiders did move from California, people wondered, oh, is this going to dwindle the fan base? Are people going to come and see them now that they're here in Las Vegas? Well, I think you can report (laughs) that people are coming in to see the games. They are. And the reason we say that is because when I mentioned Sean picked me up from the airport, I was in L.A. on Sunday on my way back on Monday. I took a Southwest flight. Uh, We were delayed an hour. Then when we got on the plane, we kind of sat there for a little bit and we're getting like waiting for the okay to take off. And our pilot came on and said, listen, here's the deal. There are so many corporate jets flying from California to Las Vegas for the Monday night football game at the Raiders Stadium that it's like throwing off the whole air pattern. And so we have to wait our turn. So it was like that feeling of you build it, they will come. And they certainly did. And they're flying in on their private jets for these games. (laughs) So, I mean, it is good to hear that there are, you know, members of the Raiders fan base from California who are coming out here. Obviously, you know, these are the people with private jets right. <laughs> who can who can just hop on a plane and come out here on a whim. Um, but it is. It's good to see that there is now a new fan base here in the Las Vegas Valley, along with the traditional Raiders fans over the years. Right. And as we've mentioned uh, in past episodes recently, uh, when I mentioned I was out on the phone with my dad, he said, no one's wearing masks. And I'm like, well, you don't have to because the Raiders have a policy in place now that you have to be vaccinated to attend the game. 
Um, there is one little exception, and that is if you get a vaccine on site, you are allowed in the stadium, but you do have to wear a mask. That's probably why we didn't see a lot of masks. But so they have a stadium full of fans that are vaccinated and mask free because right now here in Las Vegas, you have to wear a mask indoors, not outdoors, but indoors in the stadium, which also a lot of people don't realize. They think it's um, actually not inside and that we have one of the retractable roofs, but we don't. No, we have a giant glass window at the north end of the stadium that opens up so that there's a great view of the Las Vegas Strip from inside the stadium. But the roof, uh, that's enclosed all year round so we can keep the air conditioning in Mm -hmm. and the sun out. Um, But, Dana, you mentioned the vaccines to get in to the Raiders games. There were 6,000 people who received their first dose of the vaccine in order to be eligible to go to this first regular season game for the Raiders. There were 300 vaccines that were given on game day on site. And then the rest of those 6,000 were given at other locations, but they had the proof of vaccination that they had just gotten the shot so that they could get in. So that's not just a few people. That's a, a Good number. Yeah, really good number. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. If you want to go to the game, if you want to have these experiences, the Raiders said, this is what you got to do. And it looks like a lot of people did choose to do it, which is good. Yeah, paid off. And we mentioned vaccines and a quick little note. We talked last week about the theater opening up at Virgin Hotels. And Sean and I went to the uh, opening with Gary Clark Jr. was the performer. But we got to see some of the new upgrades. And I definitely did notice the VIP upgrades. The VIP social room was really cool with couches and a great view of the stage. As we looked down, you could see some of those VIP areas right in the front row there as well a lot of couch areas so everything that tiffany from aeg talked about last week definitely held true when we got there and visually saw it ourselves yeah and cosmetically i think it it was a more modern feel inside there physically i think it generally stayed the same one thing to note though when we went to the box office to pick up our tickets there was a gentleman in front of us who needed to either show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours. And that's a condition that the theater over at Virgin Hotels and AEG, the operator, have put in place uh, to be able to go in and see concerts. Uh, He did not have proof of a negative COVID test. However, they were offering them on site, so they were telling him where to go. But here's the thing. It costs 130 bucks to get one of those rapid tests on site. So keep that in mind. If you are not vaccinated and you do need to show a negative COVID test, just keep in mind it's probably not going to be free at events like concerts Mm -hmm. and sporting events. You probably will need to fork out a, a good amount of money to get that test done. Yeah, and and that's a good point because I recently was on a music video set for a friend of mine and we had to get COVID tests, but they just recommended, you know, they gave us a heads up a few days earlier and they told us to get a curative COVID test. So I didn't really know what that was. So I looked it up and that's basically all the free spots around town. Mm. So you can go get a free COVID test, but it's not a rapid test. It will take two or three days to get the results. So Basically, what we're saying is plan ahead. If you're going to a concert, you're going to an event where you need a negative test, you can get it for free if you plan ahead. If you're going to get it on site, like Sean just mentioned, it's going to cost you. And uh, just kind of staying on the the COVID 
theme here. Uh, one of the biggest conventions that we have in Las Vegas all year is the National Association of Broadcasters, the NAB show mm-hmm. that comes here. And it's the latest and greatest in broadcasting, sets, uh, camera equipment, anything that you could imagine. Plus there's like speaker series that go on. Right. To, it's like heaven for Sean and I. <laughs> it is. It really is. We were looking we forward passes, to it. Yeah. However, uh, they just canceled mm-hmm. less than a month out, I think two weeks out from the convention, and they pulled the plug, said, nope, with the Delta variant spreading so much, we are not going to risk it. Oh. We'll see you in April. Ugh, it was really sad to hear and, and so close to the actual convention. I know a lot of people were disappointed, but you and I were noticing they were sending out a lot of surveys. And so I don't know if the response they got from those surveys what led them to the decision or maybe the lack of response, because you and I were also getting emails saying, invite people, hand out free exhibit right. passes. So maybe yep. did they need more people that were going to commit to attend? And maybe it just wasn't worth it because they weren't getting the amount of people that they would normally get. So anyway, we don't know what the factors were, but we do know COVID is obviously the main reason. But they do say they'll be back in 2022. And I also did just get an email from CES, and it looks like right now that's taking place in January and it's still on. Well, and at this rate, we need CES to stay on the books because, you know, with big conventions still obviously on the fence, the convention business really is what what drives Las Vegas in order to meet the bottom line of what's expected here. I know. We have that beautiful new convention center. I talk about it all the time. I want people to use it. And so few people have seen it. (laughs) It's so pretty. Um, Well, you know what we did see is Donny Osmond at Harrah's and his new solo residency show. And what a great time. I've been gushing over this show to everyone that I see. Sean, I was surprised. And I'm not, this isn't a slam to Donny. I saw Donny and Marie years and years and years ago because they had their show on the strip for a very long time. I think it was like 11 years. Yeah, over a decade. Right. And then I've seen them perform at things like the Caesars 50th anniversary and things like that. Always excellent. But I wasn't sure what Donny's show would be like and if it would interest me but holy cow it was literally one of the best shows that i have seen in a long time i know one of our mutual friends in the media uh, came up to me actually at the uh the theater at virgin hotels opening and said is dana on donny osmond's press team because she was just gushing to me about his show like i've never heard her talk so highly about anything before right but she is all in on donny and i'm telling you Rightfully so. I remember what you said when we were talking about Usher. You talked about, you know, how when there is a show in Vegas, there has to be some sort of, or, you know, in our opinion, a little bit of a Vegas element, or you leave that show and it makes you become either a fan if you weren't one before or more of a fan if you were a fan before makes you want to maybe download some music from that person makes you want to talk about it with other people and that's what the Donny Osmond show did for me I talk about it all the time I thought it was excellent I thought that he had such a great variety of songs he had songs that he had done through the years he had current songs he had stuff from his new album that he just released he changed costumes he had great dancers there was a vegas bit in it there was a dedication to marie osmond and then let's talk about this 10 minute rap that he did yes you heard that correctly donny osmond does a 10 minute rap in the middle of his show and <laughs> I mean, I don't want to ruin it, 
yeah. for everybody because it really is something that you need to go and see. But essentially, during this rap section, he recaps his entire 60-plus year career in show business in rap form. In rap form, complemented by a video screen. Yeah, multimedia Full of pictures. Yeah, full of pictures and videos. And literally, I'm talking every time he hit a change, like uh, going from one thing to the next, the rap and the picture or video literally followed along in sync. It was just so well done and so highly produced. And I, there is no way that I would be able to make it even halfway through. I would be out of breath. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they have to, to have to do that? Well, then to memorize it. And then to memorize <laughs> it. And then to have to keep going with your show. There was no prompter. No, there <laughs> wasn't. Like, even though Donnie knows his own life, still, you have to remember, because he even talked about, I, I always say, you know, things work better when you rhyme them. So that was kind of like a rap rhyme. But we talked to him after, and I was like, how did you remember that? And he was like, it's not easy. You know, and he <laughs> laughed, but he was overjoyed that we expressed that we really liked it and I think it's because he put so much work into it. Yeah, he did. And he sifted through decades and decades of old videos of Osmond family appearances, of Donnie and Marie shows, of Donnie solo appearances, of music videos, everything. He has picked the best of the best of his entire career and put together one hell of a show oh, over really at Harrah's here in Las Vegas. So, um, you know, we mentioned it before, but we will be sitting down with Donnie uh, to talk in person on a future episode of Vegas Revealed. We did, as Dana mentioned, chat with Donnie uh, after the show and, you know, had a, a great little conversation with him. Um, but we're going to have a great chat once we do sit down with Donnie. He's a great, great person. Uh, love having him a part of Vegas. Couldn't ask for more when it comes to someone, you know, dedicating their time and just being excited to be here as well. Uh, we mentioned that Donnie did make an announcement while we were there, and that was exciting. He announced uh, the show already has kicked off to such a great start that they have added all new 2022 dates. So he's going to be performing at Harrah's through November of 2022, at least. That's what's on the book so far. So at first, there were just 2021 dates. Well, it's not a bad thing when you're, what, a week and a half, two weeks into a new solo show and you already are extended for an entire year after your first announced run. So bravo to Donnie, to his cast, his crew, everyone involved. It, it is a phenomenal show, and definitely put that on the books and get tickets for when you're in town. And something I just noticed when I was reading off the dates, I was reading the press release to get the dates right, and they called what we just called the rap, they call it a auto-rapography. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, isn't oh, that Oh, instead cool? of an autobiography. Right, an, an auto-rapography. So yeah, go check out Donny Osmond. He's over at Harris. And something else you might want to check out uh, while you're down on the Las Vegas Strip is a a new exhibit slash experience that has opened up at the Crystal Shops over at Aria. It's called Immersive Van Gogh, and there were some construction delays, but it is now officially open. 
And I want to just point out, there was something similar off the strip at Area 15, but it is a completely different experience, this Van Gogh experience. So if you've heard of this before, this is different. So this is called Immersive Van Gogh, and it's on level three of Crystals, like Sean mentioned. Also want to point out, there's free valet at Crystals, so keep that in mind. But it's this whole experience where you kind of travel through the mind of Van Gogh. And Sean and I actually haven't seen the full-on exhibit, but we did get a little bit of a preview, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. I mean, it really does take you, it feels like you're stepping inside of Van Gogh's most famous pieces of art. We're talking about A Starry Night, that field of sunflowers that everyone knows. And this experience puts you right in the middle of that. Uh, We spoke with the producer of this experience. His name is Corey Ross, and he talked about how excited he is to finally have this exhibit open. We're so excited to finally be here in Vegas. Well, and I know, and this isn't the first location. This isn't the second location. Tell us about all the places that you plan to go to and also have been already. Well, this is the ninth location. We're in New York. We're in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Toronto, Minneapolis, Charlotte. I'm sure I've forgotten a couple. Um, But uh, Vegas, because I produce several shows here, I have Wow and Potted Potter and Extravaganza. It was an important market. Uh, and uh, it's been a huge project to get us open here at Crystals. And when we talk about uh, this Van Gogh experience being immersive, explain to people exactly what that means. What are they being immersed in? Well, it's really tricky to explain this to people who haven't seen it. It's a completely new genre. It's a completely new way of experiencing art. Um, The first thing I usually say is if you saw immersive Van Gogh on Emily in Paris, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it got to be very popular in the U.S. among people who saw that Netflix show. Um, But we have a gentleman out of Italy, a guy named Massimiliano Saccardi, and he's really the Steven Spielberg of the genre, creating these immersive art installations. He's been doing it for 30 years in Europe uh, and uh, sold millions and millions of tickets. And I met him and I said, I really want to bring your work to America. And, uh, and from there the conversation began. What you experience is you walk into a room and in the gallery all parts of the architecture, the floors, the walls, the columns, the brickwork, it's all being projected on with uh, hundreds of projectors. We have over 500,000 cubic feet of, of projection space and over 90 million pixels being projected. Um, and so you walk in and you walk through the art and then Sicardi has animated the art so it begins to move around you and there's movement within the pieces sunflowers swaying in the breeze and clouds going by and stars twinkling but beyond that the pieces morph from one to another and it's choreographed to music which begins to give you a sense of what might have been flashing before Van Gogh's eyes in the moments before he passed away. I mean it's incredible and what I was thinking what I was just going to ask you is are you taking us through his art or his mind? when we talk about the immersing into something, but it's like a little bit of both in a way. It is both, but it's really in his mind. Um, So the effort here is to go beyond simply displaying the art, beyond walking through the art, but really getting into the the mind, which is an interesting place uh, in the case of Van Gogh, and understanding how he imagined things, how he thought about color, uh, how things progressed um, in his mind artistically. And is there kind of a through line with what you're doing here in Las Vegas? Because I I walk in here and it's clearly going to be visually stunning. And then we look at WOW and we look at Extravaganza and you take the performers off the stage and those shows are also visually stunning. Is that just what you guys are all about? 
Well, look, I mean, I'm interested in the strong visuals, although I suppose you wouldn't say that that's Potted Potter. It's more about we fly around the world and we see really interesting and exciting things, and, and it's an exciting part of my job, uh, at least when there's not a pandemic, <laughs> to fly around the world and to see exciting things and to figure, you know, what is it that might work and would be interesting to other people like me uh, uh, in America, and, uh, and so we, we bring them here. Um, and each of these shows has its own unique thing. Certainly, if you think about this show and Wow Show, which stretches out into the audience and, and sort of breaks that fourth wall and comes right at you with the with the stage thrusting the way it does into the audience and some of the acrobatics happening right on top of you. Well, here you're right inside the art. You're right inside the show. So I love shows where, where it's participatory like that. I suppose we have that in Potted Potter, where we have the interactive game of Quidditch with the audience as well. So I, I like shows where the audience becomes more active, more involved. Uh, I find it exciting and I find that the public finds it exciting. And I was going to say, for folks that don't know and that might be listening, uh, Extravaganza is at Bailey's, Potted Potter is at Bailey's, and WOW is at the Rio still, right? They're correct. back in the same spot that they were before, pre-pandemic. <laughs> correct, correct. So we're reopened everywhere where we were at Bailey's and Rio, and then here, uh, this new show at Crystal's. And Crystals is a great spot, and a lot of people, you know, don't get here often, so this is also a reason to come to Crystals. But talk about the experience. When you come in, when you buy that ticket for is 30 minutes, are you, are you a part of it? walking through or are you standing and everything's happening around you literally for 30 minutes? No, it's, well, first of all, you don't have to stay only for 30 minutes. Typically, people stay for several loops of the show. Um, but you come in and uh, the other part that we haven't even spoken of is David Corrins, who's the set designer of Hamilton the Musical and Dear Evan Hansen and the Academy Awards and a number of other things. He's created the environment. He's designed the environment that Massimiliano's work is projected onto. He's designed all sorts of incredible activations and sculptures in the lobby. So you come into the into the gallery uh, and the first thing you experience will be David Corrin's work uh, and then as you move into the gallery then you begin to see what Massimiliano Saccardi has created but you move through it's choose your own adventure you should walk around you should examine this from different angles you should see everything that's going on uh, and pass through the art and that's a really active um, and exciting experience alternatively some people do like to sit um, so that's an option as well. But uh, listen, if you're ADD like I am, for sure, you're going to be running around this place and looking at all the different angles and seeing everything. And the choose your own adventure here uh, is pretty good for your Instagram feed too, huh? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So there are certainly a lot of people who come in and, uh, and, and get great shots. Um, and it's a great, it's, it's a great date night. Um, we have we were rated in USA today as the number one date night in America, uh, and it's a great family outing as well. So if you're here with kids and you want to give them their first experience with Van Gogh, this is an excellent way to do it. Oh my gosh, it's such a good idea too the date night because then you can have something to talk about yeah. after. Either if you want to avoid and end the date, or <laughs> if you want to continue the date, you've got two two things going. <laughs> Anything else you want folks to know about this display that may have not you know, been here before and been able to see it in any other city before we let you go? Because I know it's important for you to let people know what this is all about and your vision. Well, it's really, it's an incredible experience. It's, an, it's just this completely new way of experiencing art and it's caught on. We've sold over three and a half million tickets. We've had big stars come through and, and have incredible reactions. Madonna came in New York. Um, George Lucas came in Chicago. We had a cartoon about us in New Yorker magazine. It really is a show that's entered the zeitgeist in a way that nothing I've ever worked on before has and it's because it's so fresh and new and such an incredible experience to have after what we've been through a year and a half of being deprived of any kind of experience with art where you can go out of your house this is the thing that you deserve to see you should treat yourself it's so much fun
Well, I can't wait for everybody here in Las Vegas to come out and be immersed in the world of Van Gogh. Corey, thank you so much. Okay, so to learn more, you're going to want to go to their website. It's VanGoVegas.com. VanGoVegas.com. There you can get all the venue information and you can buy tickets. They start at $59.99. And I wanted to mention, again, it's at the Shops at Crystals on the third level and it's in an all-new place called the Lighthouse Las Vegas. And there are going to be a lot of exciting announcements that are coming out in uh, the next few weeks and months associated with this exhibit. So you'll definitely want to go check that out. And when those announcements are made and we're able to talk about those, you'll hear it here on Vegas Revealed. And unrelated to Vegas, but still in the world of show news, a big shout out to New York City because Broadway is back. And I know a lot of people are excited about that, Sean. I also know in October you're going to be heading to a couple shows for a a quick long weekend to kind of celebrate the opening as well. What are you going to see? So we are going to see uh, To Kill a Mockingbird with uh, Jeff Daniels. Uh, Ooh, Waitress cool. with Sarah Bareilles. She wrote the music for Waitress, and she's starring in it uh, as the show gets back up and running. Also, we're seeing the show called Six, which never officially had its big Broadway opening before the pandemic shutdown. It's a show that, that opened over in London's West End, came over here. It's about the six wives of Henry VIII. And it's like a rock concert. The six wives are doing kind of a rock concert, and they all kind of take on the persona of different really famous pop artists, but have all of this music that kind of tells their stories from the wives' point of view. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of awards racked up for for this show called Six, uh, you know, once that is award eligible. So it'll be great to see those shows and also uh, a few other big ones that just reopened. The Lion King, Wicked, and Hamilton mm-hmm. are now back on Broadway also. Gosh, the Lion King just has life, man. That just keeps going and going, doesn't it? It's the circle of life. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. I love it. All right. Well, why do you say we do some tips? So, Dana, for my first tip, which I guess in the grand scheme of episode 86, this is like tip number three or four. (laughs) Yeah. But it's officially tip number one. We have a lot of tips throughout the show. Uh, We're headed to downtown Las Vegas, where Main Street Station has just reopened within the past week. So I had no idea it was still closed. I know. I've been down there. I've driven past it. It seemed like there were people out and about around... The casino. Maybe yeah. they were just walking by. Well, I the guess. lights have been on, so you don't realize. Yeah. Yeah, but Main Street Station is now officially back open in downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, and if you've never been, it's a cool place uh, if you love old Vegas. So we're excited that they're back open. They have a great brewery there that yep. I've been to many, many times, and it's kind of fun if you want to go watch a game or just have dinner and maybe something a little bit more relaxed than like a fancy dinner. But congratulations to Main Street Station. We thought that was so important to get out there during this episode. I saw like Circa and some of the casinos and hotels around there saying, you know, welcome back, my friend, and, you know, congratulations. So it's another piece to this open opening puzzle happy to see that main street station is back open and uh main street station also uh houses winston churchill's 
a pool table. Really? Yeah, on the upper level. I don't know how accessible it is to the general public, but up on the uh, top level, the balcony area that overlooks the casino, Winston Churchill's pool table is up there. You probably can't play pool on it, right? Well, I Just maybe display. with special <laughs> uh, permission, Ooh, maybe you can. Look at that. But it's really cool. Pictures. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's cool inside Main Street Station. I'm just looking at the pictures you're showing me. It's it's really a beautiful property, especially if you love the old feel. We need wood. to head over there and yeah. get the inside story on that. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, our next tip has to do with parking. I know we talk about it a lot, but it's definitely a very hot topic. And this has to do with Caesars just because we often say you can park free at Caesars with a Nevada ID. So we don't want to throw people in the wrong direction. So we did go to Harrah's. Both of us parked there separately. Now, I was first reading that you could park there for free within a three-hour window, which for a lot of people, that's a lot of time. However, by the time we entered, by the time we went to Donny Osmond's show, by the time we went to the after party, we had been there for more than three hours. However, it was not taking my Nevada ID. Then it wasn't taking yours. And you hit the call button. And what did they tell you? I did. I called the parking attendant, you know, as I was sitting at the arm, backing up traffic <laughs> oh, inside man, the parking garage. I uh, had the guy talking to me on the little speaker there. I said, hey, I'm trying to scan my Nevada ID and it's not going through. He said, well, that's because uh, free parking for locals ended on September 1st. I was Who like, knew? what? I didn't hear about that. Me either. So we did send a message over to uh, the reps at, at Caesars Entertainment. Haven't heard back about that, about, you know, whether it has the free parking for locals has officially ended or if maybe we just exceeded that three hour window of free parking. But either way, even when we went in. The machine wasn't scanning my ID, mm. uh, which usually you scan your ID, yeah. the arm goes up. Who knows? We're, we'll be investigating. But that's the thing. See, and that gets it's my point that I came. It's just not simple. No, it's and I, not. And that's what's holding up these parking garages is we just need a simpler way. If you want our money, fine. We just want to get in and out with ease so we don't get frustrated, so we don't back up people behind us, so we don't have to push the call button. All that. So. Arms and tickets are not the way to go. Ugh, it's not there is the way a to go. better way to do it, and we need it implemented <laughs> citywide. Worldwide. <laughs> Screw the city. Worldwide, we need it implemented. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we need to be, maybe we need to start a board, like the, the free parking or the, uh, the park, not free, the parking on the strip board. Who wants to be a part of it and we'll have meetings every other week and, and hold protests? <laughs> so are you officially calling for the creation of the PPPC? <laughs> and what does that stand that for, That would be Sean? the People of Paid Parking Policy Committee. <laughs> PPPPC. The quadruple PC. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm calling for it. I'm calling for it. Except I don't have too much available time. So if we could just maybe meet over Zoom, that would be helpful. Yeah, or an, an email every quarter. An email, yeah. Because it's true. Because I do hate to Zooms as well. Oh, man, it's a different world out there, folks. That's for sure. So we love that you listen. And we know a lot of you have written us saying that you do actually have plans to finally come to Las Vegas in yes, this what we, we call that. fall window, even though it's still in the 80s and 90s um, here in Las Vegas. And we look forward to hearing about your trips and hopefully taking some of our recommendations. We always have something out there for you. I mean, listen, I, I announced last week that the pork chop was good at the Italian restaurant at Caesars. So 
I, you never that, know. That's a great tip. I mean, I never would have guessed that that you would have had that. But yeah, when you are in town, shoot us a note on social media or on uh, email and let us know about your Vegas experience, what what you're you know going through on your trip, and if you have any tips that you've acquired over the years. That's right. We did get a great email from one of our listeners who just discovered us in the UK and coming up on a future episode here sometime soon, we're going to use what he suggested that we do. And that's some of the free attractions around town for someone who maybe has never been or is on a trip alone. Because some people do like to come out to Vegas alone. Like what can they walk around and do and what are the must see places, Uh, which seem obvious to people who live here, who have visited here many, many times. But there are people who haven't, and, and we welcome them to town, too. And really, there is a, a long list of those things. So we'll compile that all into one episode, and you'll be uh, seeing that. Actually, you'll be hearing that on a, a future episode here on Vegas Revealed. All right, we hope you have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's only Vegas. We'll stay up on